And I'm very aware that just because despite where they come from or how they start off, um, that actually has nothing to do with what they can achieve and what they can do. And we have a responsibility to push them mm-hmm. um, past far beyond their comfort zone and into, you know, we just have a responsibility to serve them fully, to show up and give them everything we have, despite what we think they can do. Hey, friends. Hey. So, y'all, I am Ashley White, the host of Joy on the Journey podcast, a weekly podcast all about defining, finding, and maintaining joy on the journey of life. I am so excited because I get a chance to interview folks that are doing some dynamic work in our communities. And this week, is one of those that is on the front line advocating for the future of our communities. Trask. She is no other than Wanaki Trask. Wanaki was born and raised on the south side of Chicago. She is a member of the Army Army National Guard, an education advocate, and a co-founder of Elevate Greatness. Elevate Greatness is a not-for-profit organization created to empower youth to make healthy and sound decisions for the for their future endeavors. Their primary focus is to educate, empower, and encourage students to create their own journeys as they choose the paths that are best suited for them. Wanaki, I am so grateful to have you on the podcast. I'm so happy to be here. So we start every single podcast by asking guests to give their definition of joy. So if you had to think about what does joy feel like and how could you bring it to a definition for yourself? You know, I thought about this. And I do have to note that I don't get asked this question often. So this is a good question. Um, when I think about what joy means to me and what I le- what I came to learn um, that it meant to me was that it's 100% an inside job. Um, it's one of those things that can't be um, not tainted, but affected by anything outside of me. Does that make sense? And mm-hmm. so... Um, for me, my joy is my responsibility. And as long as I always have that in the forefront, um, I know that I always have access to it. Mm. I don't know if that answers the question. No, that is perfect. It's an inside job, meaning it can't be outsourced to anyone else. It is your sole responsibility. When did you come to that definition? Because I think sometimes growing up, we start seeking, especially in this social media era, we start seeking that outside validation. When did you come to terms with that, that it is your responsibility? Um, this is an interesting story. So uh, in 2018, I left my career. I used to be a teacher. I taught 10th grade math. Um, and I was walking away, walking away from it. Um, that winter... I think it was on record, like one of the coldest winters we were about to have in Chicago, like the night. We decided to um, 
go give like blankets, propane tanks, and think food to the homeless, um, just so that they can have food and something warm for that night. And I remember being at home thinking, I do not feel like leaving my house. It is freezing outside. It was later in that day. And then I was like, eh, I got to go. You know, that's my privilege. I get to choose to be warm and all of those things. So I gave my word. I need to show up. Um, it was that moment, actually, that really did something to me. Because in that moment, I was newly unemployed. Um, I had a place to stay. But I didn't have... Now what I understand, I did not have joy, right? Because up until that point, everything that ever brought me joy, like I was losing, right? Because it was attached to titles. It was attached to career. It was attached to appearance. It was attached to all of these things that I had no more access to. Um, so we went to, you know, we're giving out the food. We're giving out the blankets. And one of our stops, one of the homeless guys, and I really do wish I knew his name and, and didn't have to say that. But he, before we left, he said, you know, can we, can we pray for, can we pray? So, you know, we all got in his circle and he wanted to lead prayer. And in the midst of that, he started like praying for us. Mm. It was the craziest thing, right? Because we're about to go home and we're about to go to this heat and warmth and all of these things. And you're about to experience one of the coldest nights of your life. And at the end of that prayer, you know, they are, they're all laughing and they, they had joy, what mm -hmm. it looked like for me. They had something that, even though I had all the things that they did not have in that moment, like they had something I didn't have, like they can still laugh through the circumstance. And I just remember saying to myself in that moment, because I was in such like a, it, I was in a complicated space, right? Um, I just remember saying like, God, <laughs> whatever it is that, I'm experiencing here and whatever it is that they have, I want that. Mm. So I want to be able to smile and laugh. I'm getting chills, you know, thinking about it because I'm putting myself back into that moment. Um, I want to be able to smile and laugh despite what is, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and so that's when it first came to me that that's actually what I wanted. Mm. To feel. Oh, wow. Wow. Yeah. That is so mm. That's so profound because sometimes, as you mentioned, we get wrapped up in the titles. Mm -hmm. We get wrapped up in the promotions mm -hmm. that we miss. Um, oh, man. We miss the things that we should take. Uh, we shouldn't take for granted. Mm-hmm but that we do, right? Like just being able to wake up and be grateful for, that we did wake up. That we woke up. Mm -hmm. That we woke up in our right minds, that we woke up in a bed and not on the street, that we woke up in safety, that we didn't um, have to fight for our survival, you know, those, those things. And so in those moments to be grateful for the things that we have, and not constantly striving for the next best thing. Yeah. Yeah. Wow, that is so, thank you for sharing. Thank you for sharing that shift in perspective yeah. and for sharing um, that story. I also want to thank you for sharing um, your heart of service mm -hmm. because you quickly could have said, 
I'm dealing with a lot right through here. <laughs> I got it. Um, you know, I'm not going back to a job on Monday. Yeah. I want to sit in and justifiably could have said, I want to sit in where I am right now. Mm-hmm. Y'all go ahead. I'm going to give a donation or <laughs> <laughs> y'all got it. But got you it. chose to still serve. And you are a part of the Army National Guard. Have you always had a heart for service? For as long as, um, for as actually, as for as long as I can remember. That's how edu- me going into education came about. Um, the Army, not so much. That was something that I actually did not, in my mind, I'm like, I'm never going to the Army. I'm an only girl. I have three brothers, and we're all seven years apart. Um, so my two big brothers, my older brothers, they did not go to college after high school. You know, we had choices. My dad was like, listen, you're going to go to college or you're going to go to the military or you're going to get a job and start paying me rent. But whatever it is, after you graduate high school, you got to do something, right? And so they chose the military. I chose college. And then I had like this complicated uh, relationship with education because I was like, "Uh, I don't think I want to be a teacher. So after I finished college and I'm now I'm working at my old high school, um, I was facil- facilitating, I was coaching, doing things like that and, and shadowing a lot of teachers. And I was like, I don't think I want to do this. So then I was like, well, I don't want to stand still. Right. Because for me, then it was always that need of feeling like I was achieving something. Like I had to be doing something right. Um, so I'm like, I don't want to be standing still while I figure this out. So let me enlist in the military. And then that way they can at least pay my loans and I can be achieving, actively achieving something while I'm figuring out the other part of my life. Mm. So that's how the military came about. It just so happens to align with, you know, my heart for service and things like that. But it truly wasn't something that I was like, I want to do. Okay. Okay. Gotcha. 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 So I want to ask, um, as the folks are watching, she Wanaki has already shared. Uh, we have already had several aha moments. So we want to challenge you guys. Have you already subscribed to the podcast? <laughs> if you are watching the podcast, have you hit the subscribe button? Have you turned on the notification bell? Have you written in the comments your aha moment? If you are listening, have you written your aha moment as well? because this makes us more discoverable so that more folks can get this wise wisdom from someone who has, as you are listening to this podcast, she recently celebrated a birthday. So go ahead and say happy belated birthday in the comments as well. So Wanaki, I want to dive more deeper into your joy journey. Your bio states that you have a strong desire to impact the youth in the in the community. And you've already shown great strides toward that goal. What do you think has created this passion toward helping children? You know, I've always been a a people's person. I've always loved children. Um, But I think the thing that really, really like drove drove it home for me is I remember when I graduated from uh, college and I went back to my old high school. Harlan Community Academy, if you're from Chicago, you know what it is. Uh, but it's in the hood, right? Mm-hmm. So I went back to, I started working for a teen outreach program, so, and I ended up being placed back in my school. 
And um, I was not in ROTC in high school because remember, I didn't want to go into the military. It was not something I wanted to do. But by that time, I had been in, I was in the military. So I ended up working with, like, my point of contact at that school was one of the colonels okay. um, from ROTC program. And he'd, he'd been there since I was in high school, right? But we never encountered each other. So we had only discovered that once we started working together. And one day, and I know he had all the best intention, but one day he, um, we were having a conversation and he was just like, um, and I was very young then. I think I was like still 22, 23, something like that. Um, he was like, wow, like you came from here and you are successful. Like you've made it. And he looked at me and he said, you must have come from... <laughs> God bless his heart. He said, you know, you must have come from a two-parent household because the assumption is being in that school and coming from that community that the only way I could have been successful or seen some type of success is if everything else played in my favor, right? Mm -hmm. So if I, if I had all the other cars aligned for me and then I just so happened to be there. Um, so the way that resonated for me was on one hand, I understood that it was a compliment that he, you know, was he was genuinely impressed with the things, even though it wasn't a whole lot at the time, I just, you know, uh, but just from by me going to college and I guess I was well-spoken and how I carried myself and he was impressed by those things. And then the other part of that was he was impressed by those things um, because I came from there. And so what clicked for me was, well, if you think that in my mind, um, if you think that the only way for me to be for me to have been successful, having come from this space, um, was if all the other cards aligned for me, because actually I did not come from a two-parent household. You know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. I grew up with my dad, we experienced these things. But if you think that the only way I could have been successful was if everything else aligned for me, then I wonder the expectations, like what are the expectations that you have for the kids you serve right now? Wow. Oh, don't come from two parent households like what kind of standards do you hold them to um as a result of that and what I noticed was as I you know made my way through different schools throughout the city was that the expectation for our kids it frustrates me I feel it in my body right now and I think about it um even then we're, it's, we didn't expect much mm. therefore we didn't push hard or set high standards um we didn't push them you know mm -hmm. And for me, it's it's like, listen, if I'm going to do this work, it has to always be in this space. I don't know why I'm so emotional today. It's okay. <laughs> this is interesting. I have to, I have to always be in this space with these kids because they're me. And I'm very aware that just because despite where they come from or how they start off, um, that actually has nothing to do with what they can achieve and what they can do. And we have a responsibility to push them. Mm -hmm. um, Pass far beyond their comfort zone and into, you know, we just have a responsibility to serve them fully, to show up and give them everything we have, despite what we think they can do, if that makes sense. No, that makes perfect sense. Yeah. It makes perfect sense. And I want to thank you for your emotional investment. Mm -hmm. Your emotions show you are invested in their success. Yeah. Because if you weren't this emotional, then this would just be a job for you. Mm -hmm. This would just be a check. Yeah. But what I love is every educator that is invested. I see it in my mom. My mom is an educator in Chicago. I think we shared this in our, when we talked last week, she is just as passionate. 
she brings her work home. She sends me pictures of her when she's studying, when she's prepping, when she's really trying to, how can I make this lesson as practical as possible so that they get it? Yes. And that it takes them to another level. So thank you that you're taking it beyond just the day to day. Thank you that you're pushing them because we need them. This society needs them. We need this next generation to be successful. The world needs them. And so we need you and every educator to be as invested as possible. So thank you for everything that you're doing. Yeah, I received that. Thank you. Thank you. So I want to know, as you were in the classroom, as you said, you were making that transition in 2018. What did you learn about yourself as you were making that period of transition from being in the classroom to pivoting to the nonprofit space? Uh, There were so many things that happened in between then. (laughs) So it definitely wasn't linear, but I think the, I, the thing that I had to learn about myself was that one, I am connected to God, right? I think my relationship with God got very strong during that time. It, we, it was rocky in the beginning. We had, I had a lot of questions and didn't understand a lot, but it got stronger. And the thing that I learned about myself in that time frame was that like, I really, am in control of this right as long as i am aligned to god like i can i i'm in control of it there's literally nothing that can come in front of me nothing that can get in my way no obstacle um that i don't think i can overcome Mm. but i mean um and it and that that has only come from overcoming obstacles as they you know as they've popped up and you know you get the anxiety and the fear and all of those things when it happens but then every single time when I look back I'm like but I've overcome every last one of those obstacles and so um just for me it's just there's there isn't anything that I don't think I can do I don't there isn't any feeling emotion that I don't think I can access you know what I mean there isn't a moment in my life where I don't think I can quiet my mind or control my mind like I feel empowered because I feel in control of me, um, obviously through God's, uh, connection. Mm -hmm. That's so powerful. And I think there is a lesson in that. Uh, I am learning to lean more into trusting God and then trusting myself because so often we say, Lord, I trust you but we stop there and then I don't trust God to then trust myself to do what the work that he has entrusted into my hands. Yes. And so there's such a lesson in growth that if God has entrusted the work to you to do, then you then have to do the work. Yeah. You know, I always tell myself, I'm like, you know, no weapon formed against me shall prosper, right? And we hear that all the time. And sometimes I think we think that that means that it's like, why am I going through this? Like, why are all of these weapons forming? Um, And what I had to come to understand was that um, God said that no weapon formed. So the weapons may form, right? They just won't win. They won't prosper. 
So when I really like put that into perspective, the thing that I used to say to God is just, listen, as long as, as long as I'm going the right way, as long as I'm fighting for the right things, then I will go through whatever fire, because Mm -hmm. I know that as long as I'm going the right way and I'm fighting for the right things that I will come out on the other side of that. Right. Because that is the promise. Like that is what you said. Right. Um, and that is what has strengthened me, right? And given me that reassurance that I can do it. Like, I can do it. I can do all things. Oh, what I won't do is cry today. <laughs> okay, listen. listen. This is emotional for me. I don't understand why the energy is like this. I don't know if it's because I've been in like this reflective state, but, and I get like this always around my birthday, but yeah, I'm very emotional this, this morning. This is good. Yeah, this is good. I want to ask specifically, let's get deeper into elevating, elevate greatness, Chicago, creating a not-for-profit, especially for, uh, with the focus of serving African-American children is difficult. So I want to ask what keeps you going on those difficult days? You know, dang, I hope I'm, Okay. It's the kids. It's the kids. I can. I vividly remember. This is why God is so good. Because, you know, when you just start reflecting, you just start thinking about all of these moments that you can pull from um, that get you through. And it was this particular moment. And this was in 2018. Um, and I was getting ready to... I, it was the end of the school year, so I was done, right? And by that time, the students knew I, weren't, I wasn't coming back. And it was a sophomore. She, she was going into her junior year. She was a sophomore, just finishing her sophomore year at the time. And I was getting out of my car and she came up to me and she was like, Miss Trask, when you got out the car, I saw you walking on clouds. And I'm like, girl, not you saw me dead. <laughs> like, not you. What you trying to say? You know, she said, no, I just saw you walking on clouds. She said, you were at peace. Hmm. And she said, I'm so proud of you. Um, and, you know, good luck on your journey and congratulations on your peace. Now, this is something I had not had in that moment, but she saw that for me. You know what I mean? Like she saw me at peace and that gave me comfort. It let me know that, OK, cool, I'm doing the right things. And on the other side of this, it's going to be something great. But in the meantime, like these kids are watching me. They know that I'm taking this leap. And for that reason, I can't. I can't fail. I can't stop. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Um, And I think about that now when it comes to like that peace and how God uses kids, you know, um, children to like really speak life into you. It's, 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 it's crazy. I'm still like peeling that back, those layers currently. Um, So I can't really put it into words right now, but it's that it's my kids when they hit me up on Facebook and they're like, Miss Trask, I just want to tell you, you inspired me. I'm so proud of you. You know, those days, there were, there were some days when I woke up because I didn't know what I was going to do next. And I would just go back to sleep, you know, and then I would get on Facebook and randomly have a message from a kid, you know? And, and, and so God was very clear, like, no, you're going the right way. And here's why you got to keep going. So every time I got to a point where it was just like, I don't know if maybe I should go back to work or maybe, you know, I made a bad decision. Every single time it would be a kid who would reach out to me or I would think about what Kim told me about this peace that mm-hmm. she saw in heaven that I didn't see for myself at the time, you know, and those are the things that keep me going truly. 
Mm. So as you look back on, I was going to save this for later, but I'll ask you now. As you look back on that moment when you were helping to pass out those blankets and you were completing that prayer with the homeless gentleman and you saw that those moments that joy radiating from him and you thought oh lord i want that Mm -hmm. do you have that joy now i do Mm -hmm. i really do and you know the thing about joy is like you it it requires you to be tapped in with you. Like you got to you know really be here um with it. And so it can be the small things like one day I was uh walking through the um the grocery store I just left the gym so I'm like let me go get some water and I was just walking and I was just like it felt like I was floating like literally I'm, I'm I was having one of those moments. I just felt good and I felt light on my feet. I felt good. And I was, and that brought me joy. Like literally I, it really, it radiated through my body. And I'm just like, I felt like, you know how you can look at a person and be like, they're glowing. Like I felt like I was glowing. And and it's just, it's, it's that. So it's like, yes, I have it. I had to fight for it and you have to fight to keep it um, through boundaries and all of those things, but I have it. And that's one of the things that I wake up and thank God for every day, despite whatever's going on. Mm, that's good. Which is why I'm enjoying this conversation because I've had this, I've had many conversations about elevate greatness, entrepreneurship, mindset, but never about joy. Mm. Never about joy. Well, I'm so happy that you're here. I do want to talk about how important are partnerships and support to accomplishing your goals as a as a person, as a entrepreneur. How important is that? It's been um it's been the only reason I've been able to accomplish <laughs> <laughs> even even like this part of my life. You know, I just have to I have to say that talking about peace and joy, I'm from the south side of Chicago. Told you I was raised with all boys, moving my dad when I was 14. So I was all boys, all boys. It was, I, I certainly was not like a emotional person, right? Um, and so when I left the school, I instantly, let me tell you how God works, like instantly connected me to this person, Jasmine. She was a stranger. We met um, by chance. Uh, we, were, we, we were all supposed to be doing a project for youth. Um, with this guy, he set up a meeting and he ended up not showing up to the meeting. So we were just all kind of like sitting there. He had an emergency last minute. So we're just all sitting there like, okay, well, let's, you know, introduce ourselves. Jasmine was one of those people. Um, And I actually never thought about it again until she called me randomly months later, like, hey, I'm starting this, uh, this, this group, Fuse Her Fly. We talked about community work and all the things, um, you know, that one time. And I was just wondering if you would want to be a part of it. And literally, this work was all about coming together, fuse her fly, so women coming together in entrepreneurship, but also doing the inside work to healing because the idea was when you're not well, your business can't be well. Like nothing, mm. nothing connected to you can truly be well. Um, and so really it was prioritizing. So we would do a lot of things like meditating, breath work, all the things that me coming from the South side of Chicago had never experienced it. So I was not open to it at all. was not receptive at all. Right. In the beginning. <laughs> Cause I'm like, what is this? You know, like we're doing eye gazing, you know, 
things. And it, it was so interesting to watch other women be able to connect to themselves and other women. Um, and I just could not get with it. And then one day it clicked for me. Um, and this is how the SEL piece in Elevate Greatness came to be. And it's why I advocate for it. It clicked for me. And I started looking at these things that we were doing and it started making sense for me. I started being open. I opened myself to the process. And that is how my healing journey and that is how my journey to peace and joy and all of those things came about. But it was 100% because of a stranger that I met randomly because we were supposed to be working with this guy who never showed up. So to get back to your question, like collaborating and people along my journey, both personally and professionally, has been necessary. Like God at every step of the way has placed somebody for a specific thing. For Jay, it was really to get me to unlock me. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? I heard this quote before and, and, and that 100% like translate, translates into my business the way, the reason why I'm able to relate to kids is because I can relate to me. I can, you know, build relationship beyond the service with kids because I've learned to do that for me. There's this um, quote from Dr. Brene Brown. I don't know if you ever heard of her. Mm -hmm. Love her. She's like my auntie, my white auntie, right? But she said this thing. <laughs> she said this thing. I totally, she would totally understand it. <laughs> yes. And I, I know she would. This is why I'm like, I need to meet her one day. But she said this thing and it was, we can only... Um, access people other people or connect as deeply as we have ourselves mm -hmm. and that was something that i learned by way of a stranger right and that's something that carry i carry through all the things that i do and so yeah collaboration has been everything for me it's been yeah. necessary um it's been a reason i was able to pull myself out of dark times right um it's it's been all the things for me yeah, Brene Brown's work on vulnerability has challenged and changed my life. Um, still challenges me. Her book, I was like, let me put this down because I'm not mature enough for this right now. I'm going to pick it back up. But sis, I'm not ready for this. And I know I'm not ready. But when I'm ready, I'm, I know where you are. Um, but no, I want to thank you. And this leads perfectly to my next question. What are some common mindsets that you've helped your students unlearn that you think adults would benefit from unlearning? I think a um, few things, two, two things that come to mind. The first thing is, who are you, right? So when I talk to kids and, and when I say, who are you, it's not, they'll say, well, you know, I'm this and I'm that. Sometimes they say, and I have a bad attitude. I might have those things. And so then I have to like, reframe that question because what we in most adults what what i realize is that so much of what we know about ourselves when we're not actively doing the work so much of most of what we know about ourselves um has a lot to do with with what other people have told us hmm. you know so a lot of who how we define ourselves is just by other people's definition and so the one of the first things i always like to do when i'm working with kids is i want them to really redefine that what it what it means do you have a bad attitude or did somebody tell you you had a bad attitude right are you temper are you sassy or did somebody tell you you were sassy and that's how you became to come into this you know what i mean and so that's like one of the things that i really i try to work with them because i realize some of the most successful adults i've worked with and seen don't know who they are you know what i mean mm -hmm. they don't start um so that's one of the the biggest things like who are you and then the other thing is this idea of i'll be happy when 
So really learning um, to be where your feet are, to be present, right? And to be happy now because it's this idea that we are always chasing, right? We're chasing, chasing, chasing. I'll be happy when I graduate from high school. I'll be happy when I get that job. I'll be happy when, I'll be happy when. And then what ends up happening is you're never happy because by the time you accomplish one thing, you've already you know, made this other goal and you'll be happy when you do that next. And so just being where our feet are and being present. Um, and we learn that as kids too. Think about the rainbow. What's that the, the rainbow? A pot of gold, right? And so it's this, and we miss this whole beautiful thing that God created. You know what I mean? Like we miss this because we want what's at the end of it. And the rainbow in real time for me represents the journey. And that's the, and that's the gold. You know what I mean? So it's, it's, <laughs> yeah. I have, I have three more interviews. <laughs> I cannot cry this face off today. Uh -huh. I have three more meetings. But, but if that's where the energy leaves you, you know, that is so beautiful. Be where you are. And I have to learn that, you know, and so and, and because I learned it and I feel like at, in my mind, at like such such a late part of my life in my <laughs> mind, <laughs> like, like I had I had to I had a little comedic relief in my mind <laughs> it's in me to I need my kids to be that because they stress so much. You know, these you think about depression and stress and all yeah, of those. Yeah, things. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's great. Like since COVID, especially it's through the roof with these kids. They're mm -hmm. always worried. It's always something. And it's just, please, you know, for two seconds, be where your feet are. Because that's another way, th those moments, especially the good ones, right? When we really allow ourselves to lean into them and we don't worry and we just, we fully embrace it. Like my friend told me, she's a therapist. And um, she was like, you know, your good days are for the bad ones. This is mm -hmm. why you have to be present and you have to feel and you have to allow yourself to receive those things. Because we ebb and we flow in life, right? And so we're going to have some ups and we're going to have some downs. But if we can allow ourselves to lean into the ups, when the downs come, right, um, just the memory or or that experience is all I, it's all, it, it brings me peace because it's like, well, I know it's coming again because I've experienced it before. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? Um, so, yeah. So I always want them to do that. And, and adults have that bad. Because adults are always going and they're always achieving and they're always setting one goal after the other. And sometimes you just got to be okay. Mm -hmm. Got to be. Be where your feet are. Mm -hmm. Oh, wow. That is beautiful. I want to thank you for your transparency, for your vulnerability. Um for sharing so many, um, hmm. I said, I have said this from the very beginning that this podcast was, um, birthed and has been nurtured in grief. Um, I have treated it as while it is my introduction to women like yourself who remind me so much of my grandmother and I thank God for this opportunity. It is also my therapy. Um, mm -hmm. 
So I I take it selfishly. If it doesn't bless anybody else, I thank God that it blesses me every time I get an opportunity to speak to women who have, God has given them enough life journey that they have learned enough life from life experiences that they are able and willing to share. And so I want to thank you for, um, for sharing. And then that you're um, not just sharing it forward, um, but you're sharing it across <laughs> and sharing it back with the next generation. So um, as you are looking forward and back, right to the next to the next young woman i want to ask normally this the last section is looking ahead but i want to ask a little question i want to ask it a little little just a little different okay um oh i'm nervous <laughs> ask it just a little different okay because we are getting ready to celebrate your birthday and you said you are in a reflective mode. What is the greatest lesson this last year of life has taught you? Uh, you know, I think it's so many things. This is why I'm reflecting now. Mm -hmm. uh, let me choose uh, the one. I think one of the biggest things in this particular year is that I feel I was talking to one of my friends and I was like, you know, I just feel like I'm settled into me. Mm -hmm. You know, what I, mean? um, I think that from 2018 <clears throat> up until, you know, recently within the last year or so, I just felt uneasy. I wasn't like, like I had, and it's not, it didn't have to do with like peace, joy, anything like that. But I think it's just something that happens at some point, I remember having this conversation with an older lady and she was just saying, when you turn 30, you just going to stop caring. Like, you won't feel it. <laughs> you know, so it, it, it was that kind of thing. Like, I feel like I'm settled into me. Like, mm -hmm. I'm, like I just feel home. You know what I mean? Does, mm -hmm. does that make sense? Like, that makes complete like, sense. So, and I think that's what contributes to, like, the glow and all of these things. I just feel like I'm here. You know what I mean? And I think that that has been, that's come from just this, um, this assurance that because I can be all things, like whatever that means, you know what I mean? For the moment, like I can be that thing. I can embrace, I can be all things, you know? Yeah. I can't put this into words. No, like, that's beautiful. That's I perfect. Be, and that brings me so much peace to know, like if I, if, and, and not that I would, because I love Elevate Greatness, but if at some moment, you know, it just stops feeding me, then I know that I can pivot and be okay. Like, and I can go to the next thing. I don't feel like I'm in a box. I don't feel like, you know, I'm a attached to any particular title or, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It's just, I feel like I can be all things. And, and that makes me feel good. Like I feel settled, like what, and whatever that means, you know, that is beautiful. That is beautiful. And I'll be like, girl, get it out, get it out. But it's just, no, that is beautiful and free yes that's it that's it that is a freedom and a trust in god and in yourself that you can be and can do all things mm -hmm. that's like i feel place. like i feel that now you know yeah like 
feel I, I feel that. Oh I man, just, that's beautiful. That's beautiful. And I can't think of a better place to conclude <laughs> the interview. How can um, people get in touch with you? How can they learn more about Elevate Greatness Chicago? How can they donate? How can they support Elevate Greatness Chicago? Word, D word, donate. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, um, and actually I made it my name. So um, on Instagram, you can follow us at Elevate Greatness Chicago. Um, and then from there, our website, all the links to donate, um, the website, all the things that we have coming up that we've done um, will all be in that central location. Um, and and um, we're getting ready to get back into our podcast space and it will be the Elevate Greatness. So on YouTube, we do have a channel, Elevate Greatness. Um, and the idea of that would be to start... Um, interviewing black and brown educators or educators in general who serve black and brown students um, as we, you know, push to figure out like the state of education for our kids, like in the next five years, what does that look like for us, you know, in the hood um, quality wise and, you know, just all of these things. And so we're excited to start that. Excellent. I am so, so thankful. Thank you so much for joining the podcast. Everything that she mentioned will be in the description um, of this video and of the podcast y'all please support 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 so that she she and her entire organization can continue doing the much needed work um, so that the next generation can be empowered and equipped and educated but most importantly elevated to do the great great work that is needed y'all we are here every single thursday so please be sure to share, to subscribe, and until we gather again, may the Lord increase your strength, grant you joy for the journey. See you again. Bye, friends. Mm -hmm.